0: t
1: One final chance for K-State. Skyler Thompson throws deep over the
0: middle. It's incomplete, and the Red Wolves win. A-State has come into Manhattan, Kansas, and knocked off the Wildcats of Kansas State. Our final score: Arkansas State 35,
2: Kansas State 31. Matt Stoles on the call. It'll be Arkansas State in Norman. 11 a.m. on Saturday in the season opener. And we welcome the fine play-by-play voice of the Red Wolves. Now, Matt, good morning. How are you today, sir?
0: Well, hello, Toby Rowland. And that's a good way to start the day, hearing that highlight. That was a fun day, and that was three years ago now when we went into Kansas State.
2: You know, Sooner fans should know that Arkansas State has been a bit of a Big 12 killer on the road. They won not only in Manhattan three years ago, Got a big win down in College Station when Texas A&M was in the Big 12. So Sooners uh, should have their antenna up on Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah, you go back to that 2008 game, and uh, that, was, uh, that was a fun one. And we still had Steve Roberts as the head coach back then, and, and you're right, A&M uh, was still in the Big 12 at that point. But that was our first game as the Red Wolves. We had been the Indians for 75 years. And uh, that was our very first game as the Red Wolves, and it was a great way to start the Red Wolves era.
2: Well, let's talk about your football team you're bringing in on Saturday, and I guess we, we should start at quarterback. Um, it looks like J.T. Shrout has won the job. Is that right?
0: He has. He has, and he's uh, done a good job in camp. You know, he was the starter at Colorado a season ago, and I think everybody knows when J.T. lost that job, that's when – Deion Sanders uh, got up on stage at the press conference and said, this is my son and he's your starting quarterback. So JT (laughs) needed to look for a uh, new place to play. And fortunately he ended up at Arkansas
2: state. Well, tell us about JT. I mean, I know you haven't seen him yet in a red wolves uniform, but uh, stylistically pocket passer.
0: Yes. He's a pocket passer. He can move around a little bit. I've been impressed with the way he can throw on the run at times, but uh, you know, he, He's not a guy that I don't. I don't think defenses are going to be expecting to run. I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, you know if, if he can do it at times. But uh, historically, in, in his time at Colorado, he spent two years there, and then three years before that at Tennessee. He really hasn't been a guy that has run the football much. But I tell you what, I have been impressed with is his arm strength and his accuracy. Uh, during preseason camp and just a a fantastic young man and uh have really enjoyed being around him and he's actually recently engaged kind of a cool note here is that uh, he's engaged to Allie Shipman who was a fantastic catcher for the Alabama softball team Uh, was Mm -hmm. Montana Fouts catcher and uh they're uh they're in Jonesboro now you know getting ready to get married but uh uh, just uh, a good story, him ending up at, at Arkansas State, and hopefully he can have a big season for us.
2: And one of the intriguing things going into this game is, um, you know, what exactly is Arkansas State going to throw at OU? You've got so many new guys, 32 transfers, a bunch of freshmen that could play right away. you you got your work cut out for you. you got a bunch of new guys running around out there in uh, Arkansas State uniforms as well, but... Uh, the coaches this week have said, Brent Venables and others have said, it's really hard to know exactly what they're going to do because everybody you watch on film isn't there anymore. And so there's a bit of mystery coming in. as offensively and defensively exactly what the Red Wolves are going to be like.
0: Yeah, it's been a slow build with Butch Jones, but he's doing it his way. He's trying to try to build up his program, the way he wants to do it. And I've really admired the way he's come in the last couple of years and just stayed true to his word with that. And he's done it by coming in and still recruiting in this transfer portal era, he's recruited the high school ranks as hard as anybody. And he's gone out and yes, he's addressed some needs through the transfer portal, but at the same time, he's trying to build up his culture, his program. Uh, We didn't really see a huge leap from his first year in 2021 to uh, the, the second year, last year, as far as wins and losses, two wins in 2021, three wins last year. But we saw the Red Wolves much more competitive a season ago. In fact, they led in the fourth quarter in eight of the 12 games that they played, and depth was a major issue. So what he's done, he's brought in a second straight number one recruiting class uh, in the Sun Belt, which is uh, quite a feather in his cap considering the last couple of seasons and what they've done on the on the field. They they recruit so hard, and that's what Coach Jones has been so successful with uh, yeah, at his other stops in like Central Michigan and Cincinnati and then Tennessee. So they, they recruit very, very well, and you're right. There are a lot of new guys to learn on this roster, but uh, – I think they've got it in much, much better shape, and you know, hopefully they can uh, get it get it back, get this program back to where it was not that long ago. We had a really, really nice nine-year stretch from 2011 to 2019 where we had nine straight winning seasons, nine straight bowl games, five conference championships, and, and Arkansas State is a place where, where you can win, and uh, hopefully we can get back to that very
2: soon. I'm sure we're guessing here a bit, but what do you feel like is going to be the strength of this football team?
0: Well, a couple of places. I think on defense it's a secondary. We have a lot of experience on the back end. and you know They're, they're going to have a huge challenge this week against the high-powered offense that OU is going to put out there, but hopefully they can limit the big plays. I, I like our safeties a lot. There's a lot of experience there with Eddie Smith, who's a former Alabama transfer. Travion Thomas is, is a really nice safety that will start beside him. You know, Justin Parks is a team captain. He's uh, in that safety core as well. And then at the corner spots, I really like our depth there. Sammy Johnson is a senior. Uh, he's been starting ever since he arrived at Arkansas State. Uh, you know, Leon Jones in that same boat. We've actually brought in a corner here in the last few weeks from UCF. Who had started the last couple of years for Central Florida, and uh, his name is Justin Hodges, and he's earned a starting spot on Saturday. So uh, I think that that back end is the strength on defense, and then uh, offensively, yeah, I think we we've got some good skill positions. I think we've really uh, upgraded the running back room. We've got some some really nice running backs with Zach Wallace, who's a transfer from. Uh, Tennessee Martin had a really good couple of years there put up some big numbers he's actually an Arkansas product Uh, Jaquez Cross is kind of that speedster type back he'll rotate in there as well you'll also see him in the kick return game and then Brian Sneed is in that running back rotation he's a former five-star that uh, originally went to Ohio State and has found his way to Arkansas State so I I think I think they've been upgraded in that running back core, but where the Red Wolves have really, really focused is the offensive line, and that has been the biggest reason for this team's struggles the last couple of years, and Butch Jones has made that a huge emphasis. We'll start three transfers on Saturday, two of them from Ole Miss, and then our center maybe the anchor of our offensive line. He started – every game the last couple of years at Lamar and uh, have come in and, and done a really good job. But we average now 322 pounds across that starting five, and it, it's as big of an offensive line as we've had here in a while. But I really think that's the key
2: group. Is that the uh, biggest point of worry going into this year, or do you feel like that's been fortified? And, and if it has, like, what is the the concern that you have about this team?
0: well i think just i don't know I, there there's there's the questions with the offensive line and i was having a conversation about this yesterday you know the biggest difference anymore and i think you see the best group of five teams and you look at what they put out on the field with their starting 11 on both sides of the ball there's not much difference between the power five and the group of five, the very best teams. When you look at the starting 11 on both sides, the difference is with the number twos and the depth. And that's kind of what separates the the power five from the group of five, in my opinion. And I, I think that, that you see that across college football, our biggest issue last year with the offensive line was the fact that, hey, three games in, we really liked our our O line, we liked our team, but then we suffered three significant injuries to our O line, and it just decimated the entire season and really you know kind of put us behind the eight ball the rest of the way. So I, I think because you don't have those depth the depth to back up those starters on the offensive line, I think uh, that that's one of the biggest differences. Uh, I think we do have a little bit more depth now in that area, but at the same time, you know, if anybody gets hurt on the old line, it's, it's going
2: to be an issue. What's uh, what's it like to work with Butch Jones?
0: He has been fantastic. And I, I've really, really enjoyed uh, just getting to know him and uh, he's, he's focused. He's a, he's probably the most detail oriented person that I've, I've ever been around. And he's a note taker. He will always, uh, you know, write down notes, you know, for any you know, press conference or TV show. We were doing the radio show last night. He he had things, you know, written down that uh, he, he certainly wanted to address, but if you're having a conversation and, and something stands out to him, he'll, He'll write that down, but you know, he's a guy that uh, has stayed tremendously close with coach Saban uh, over the last three years. You know, he had spent that time after he left Tennessee, he spent three years at Alabama and uh, they grew very, very close coach Jones and coach Saban. And uh, I think he's been able to take a lot of the things that, uh, that they were doing at Alabama and, and has tried to implement it here. But yeah he he's uh he's been great. I've really really enjoyed uh, my time with him and you know, I, I really do think he's building this thing the right way and I know sometimes it's hard for our fan base or any fan base for that matter to be patient and wait wait to kind of do the slow build back with a program. but you know he's really through back to back number one recruiting class has done a good job at and trying to just build that foundation, build his culture the way he wants to build it, and uh, hopefully, we st- you know start to see it pay some div- dividends this season.
2: All right, last question, Matt, and uh, we'll get you out of here. Uh, if Arkansas State is going to pull off what they did at Kyle Field, what they did in Manhattan a couple of years ago, three years ago, what's the path there? What has to happen for them on Saturday?
0: Got to get off to a good start and just. You know, if, if you come in there and you give up, you get down 14 nothing in the first five minutes, it's going to be tough to come back from that. Uh, you, you've got to avoid the big plays, those catastrophic plays, as, as Coach Jones, you know, refers to. But, uh, you know, you, and you've got to control the ball. Pick up some first downs, Do something uh, with the run game. We talk about the offensive line and how we beefed it up. Talked about the running backs. Now they got to go out there and prove it and try to pick up some first downs by keeping the ball on the ground. And if they can do that, then hopefully they can stay competitive and make this a ball game going into the second half. But make no mistake, they know the challenge they're up against and the talent they're going to have to face on Saturday against Oklahoma. But uh, hopefully we get a good ball game and you and I get to have a lot of fun on the air.
2: Matt Stoles will be on the call for the Arkansas State Radio Network this Saturday. Matt, thanks. I'll uh, chat with you this afternoon and look forward to meeting you up in the press box on Saturday morning.
0: Toby, great talking with you, man.
2: All right. Bye-bye. There you go. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoles, with a little insight on the Sooners' first opponent here in 2023. Quick break. Knipple-Meyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino,
1: simply the best. Hey, driver. He's in a fight with God. Pull over, driver. Welcome back, everybody. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by R.K. Black. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions, small and medium-sized businesses right here in Oklahoma and Kansas. I passed by some businesses the other night. Big signs out front. We use RK Black nice. on my way back. Yeah, nice. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Get him, Tej. Get him. This person's mind's blown. They thought the lyrics were, he chose Bosley. Mm. No. Uh, wisely. Wisely. Merry Christmas. Guys, what's the switchover song, the last thing I listen to every day? If you're talking what we end the show with, it's called We Are Done by the Madden Brothers. Mm-hmm. Toby uh, found that song years ago and sent it to me and said, hey, let's play yep. this at the end of the show. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Madden Brothers. Uh, Boomer uh, Gunner says, we already heard this guy last night on the Oklahoma Breakdown.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw last night he was on their podcast. I was oh, not very geez. happy about that. Jeez. I was not very yeah, you happy. You know what about I would suggest?
1: That. People quit listening to that podcast. That's what I would suggest. No, it's a good podcast. No, it's a no. good podcast. Don't listen to any podcast. That's a rule in life. Um hmm. uh, I think rule. Longhorn Steak would be the one time that I could endorse steak sauce to cover up the taste. There you go. This uh, texter has sent me some images here. Oh, this is the 915 Sooner family showing me their progression here. Uh, Let's see here on their map. Hey, driver. They are now seven hours out. It says to stay on 54 East, 78 miles. Um, And then they sent me a picture here of uh, some beautiful mountains on the side of the road that they're driving past. So, lovely. Glad we could keep you entertained on your your way to Norman. Yep. Uh Toby Jones High School mascot is the Longhorns I know and i'm I, I
2: welcome to the show, new listener. There are three or four high schools in the state of Oklahoma that have chosen Longhorns as their mascot, and I am stunned I'm stunned by by it that it is acceptable like I can't imagine the board meeting that took place the school board meeting where they said uh we need a we need a mascot. You ever seen the guy that does the videos on Twitter where he's, like, pretending to be, you know, South Carolina coming up with their mascot for the first time, and they're yes. all talking to each yeah. other? What's, I can't remember his name. He's funny. I uh, he, I think he came to practice with OU I saw this fall.
1: I made the Did mistake it. the other day of pausing on the video of the guy that runs up to his neighbor's ring doorbell and tells the dad jokes and then oh, runs away and that. says, see you church Sunday. I paused on him the other day. Now it just continuously he keeps popping up on all my social media, so uh anyway, it's unfathomable to me how many how many high schools in
2: um uh texas do you think are named the sooners
1: uh, zero yeah okay zero See? i'd be shocked if there is so uh tj was the first in line for the booty underwear i don't have uh, any booty underwear no i was not first in line if you, you know how Chick-fil-A has been bringing you freebies yeah, they because you continuously just pulled, up, continuously by the just pulled shut up, up by the are way. Are you serious? Yeah, she has not come to the door yet, but she just pulled up. Are if, you talking about uh, the Chick-fil-A right here on the east side of Norman if you uh, need some tailgate needs 405-310-3189. You talking about that Chick-fil-A? Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh if I mean if they General, want to bring me booty underwear, would you wear them? Oh, sure, sure. I would wear nothing but those and uh cowboy boots to uh, neighborhood oh, jam tomorrow. God. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to anybody. (laughs) Erase it. Erase it. Erase it. Erase it. (laughs) Oh, hold on, hold on. All right, here we go. Big sack. Here we go. The
2: daily Chick Fil A delivery for TJ. Let's see. Let's go back to last Friday. He got a, a pimento honey pepper chicken sandwich. The brand new Monday of this week, he received the brand new crumble shake. Oh, uh, that was delicious, he said. Tuesday, he got a, a spicy chicken biscuit meal. And then yesterday, I believe, if I remember correctly, a parfait and uh, maybe a iced oh, coffee. Oh, my goodness. This is a like whole that.
1: giant stack of stuff. So what has arrived for TJ uh, today? A whole tray of uh, many, uh, many chicken biscuits. And then I've got a uh, breakfast burrito here. I've got an orange juice. I've got all kinds of sauces. Hmm. Boy, Toby, you should have been here today. They've got a big tray of stuff here. Guys are going to love this. I love their breakfast burritos, by the way. Chicken
2: inside them and everything.
1: Yeah, I got a breakfast burrito. So thank you to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, enough. (laughs) Enough. (laughs) Uh, did I mention if you have tailgating needs, the uh, trays are perfect. Their platters are perfect. They got iced tea by the gallons, lemonade by the gallons. What's better well, at a hot tailgate too, on Woo. a ninety-eight degree day than a nice jug of Chick Fil A lemonade? I made. Uh, They'll have it ready for 310
2: B B got mad at me uh, Monday night because he got a, he asked for an Arnold Palmer when he got there. Yes. And I said, he goes, "You like Arnold Palmer's?" And I said, "I don't like tea." And he goes, he did that, you know quick head thing, like, Whoa. "What?" Teddy was there right on the other side of him, you know, like <laughs> Teddy leaned in too. He's like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't like tea. I don't like the taste of tea." And they're like, "What do you mean you don't like tea? What do
1: you mean?"
2: Did they both say that? I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't like tea. It tastes like dirt to me." Whoa oh, I was like I I would love an Arnold Palmer
1: without the tea. If I could have one of those, that'd be great. <laughs> just without it. Just the lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, give me a nice cold unsweet tea. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Is that your jam? That's my jam. Outside of water, so. Uh Toby, great job at the Mustang Hall of Fame banquet. Uh Why, how many you. points Do the Sooners need to hold Arkansas State 2 for the people to feel good on Saturday? That's from Brody and Mustang.
2: I mean, I'd love a shutout. I think it'd be a great way to start the season. I think if it's a single-digit number, you're pretty happy with that, right, Teach? I mean, again, we've talked about this earlier in the week. It depends on how it happens. Did they go on a 90-yard touchdown drive against your first-team defense? That's not good did a running back fumble the ball and they had a scoop and score in the fourth quarter against the backups and eh, it didn't matter that much but i think uh, a single digit on the right side of the scoreboard is probably what we need on saturday yes
1: 9 points or less preferably you know around 6 you know hold them to a couple of field goals uh, i think everyone will be satisfied single you know, right, one touchdown you. yeah Fort Cobb football coach says, I tried the spicy honey pimento chicken uh, sandwich yesterday based on TJ's recommendation, and it was delightful. It is good. It is good, man. Mm. Uh, Only time I would wear a jersey to a game would be if a family member was playing. That's acceptable. Acceptable. I'll even accept that. Yes, Acceptable. What if you got the last name as a player? Hmm. Then it feels like you're trying to claim them as family, even though they're not. You just happen to be Fair another enough. Perry or another Smith or another Roland or whatever it may be. So,
2: What if, for your 50th birthday, I gifted you a vintage Nolan Ryan Texas Rangers jersey?
1: It would go into a shadow box hung into my office. No, no,
2: no. Not an actual Nolan Ryan jersey. That would be a keepsake. I'm just saying it's a jersey. A Nolan Ryan. It's a jersey, and it's got Ryan on the back.
1: Yeah, it, it's like the like these. You would you would not wear it. I would not wear it. No, I, I like it would go displayed. Like I would. Uh, I don't mind jerseys in that situation. That or I would I say. Need to,
2: uh, <laughs> we need to we need to get something else. He's <laughs> not gonna wear it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a, <laughs> maybe like a thing of pimento cheese from Crest or something. Something we know he'll use. A, I don't know. He just won't do it. He won't do
1: it. <laughs> All right. I That's was right. going to say, depending on the size, I would just hand it off to my kid and say, hey, you want to wear this? Mm-hmm.
2: So, When you see other fans, because you, you don't work on Saturday, you just go to the games. So when you go to the <laughs> games and you see other fans walking around in jerseys, do you look down upon them?
1: Uh, yes, I do. Just so you know, if you know me and see me walking around and you walk past me in a jersey, I'm like – yeah, without oh, a doubt I do. I'm better than that person. I'm better than that person in my T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I also Dear have nice. this belief, and I think this was texted in earlier, and I'm glad that person texted in because I'm, I believe the same thing. All fights at professional sporting events that we see online now are started by people in jerseys. <laughs> Every one of them. They're grown men in jerseys, and they begin fighting yeah. in the stands. That might be accurate. Yeah. That might be accurate. Uh, try the drive from Silver City, New Mexico to Norman. We have done that several times. Sounds barren. Silver City, New Mexico sounds like a place, yeah, where you just disappear to. That sounds like that's where, gold,
2: uh, that's where you go find Pining for gold. No, uh, silver. For pining no, for gold. Mining for
1: gold. DJ. It's called Silver City. Uh, we wearing our game day general booty underwear on Saturday? Don't act too cool. I know you have a pair. Happy early birthday. <laughs> I don't have a pair. I don't I don't,
2: I don't have a pair either. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If, if if a general would like to stop by and drop me and Toby off a pair, we would wear them on Saturday. Yep.
2: That's exactly right. Yeah.
1: So, do they make child sizes? <laughs> I said for me, not the guy in the little gray shirt. Oh, for you. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. All right. I need a man size underwear.
2: Uh-huh. 8.33 in the morning. We might need to send this one right to the Smithsonian. Teach. <laughs> I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> 8.33. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network <laughs> is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. People been out of shape about the Tawi Walker thing, or is that just uh, just a handful of people? Um, I mean, are we getting a, Are we getting a lot of talk about that on the airwaves?
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems to be the, the main thing sticking out from the depth chart. So there are some, but I don't think – I think it's just a handful. I think everybody – just hopes that they're all successful and hope that you have depth there because that's a position where you've got to have it and you're going to have guys you know in and out throughout the season it's just natural at that position so i think more people are like good we got guys stepping up and competing for this thing but there are those that are in a panic over how can this guy be an or as one of the starters and um i don't know if angry is the right word they're just i guess they are they're upset over it for whatever reason i don't know what that reason is I guess, I
2: guess you know it was exciting how Barnes and Sawchuck ran the ball against Florida State, and that's our last memory. And they're both sophomores, so maybe the feeling is Marcus has had his shot,
1: and Tawi's a walk-on; he can't be that good. So why are we getting in the way? Yeah, why well, is this walk-on taking spots from guys that we heavily recruited?
2: Right uh I, I i mean i not i don't agree with that but i'm just trying to guess what the thought would be out there does it help at all if and i'm not saying this is the case but brent did say monday night that a couple of guys in the running back room have been dinged up the fall, this fall
1: yeah i was about to say that that and and during his press conference that's the word or the the what he kept throwing out there was like uh tawi has been available Mm -hmm. meaning he's somebody else hasn't somebody else hasn't for whatever reason nicked up recovering from injury things maybe we don't know about that they removed him from the field for a little while from practice maybe an off. i'm not saying that that did happen i'm just saying he kept he keeps using the word available he's been available and being available he's taken advantage of it it sounds like so he specifically
2: i'll go back and listen to the audio but this is the way i remember it he specifically, when talking about the running backs, said, we've had a couple of guys uh, dinged up and not able to practice the whole okay. time. A yeah. couple of guys. And so, obviously, that wouldn't be Major. It wouldn't be Walker. Okay? And later, Teddy asked him who, you know, are there some guys he's looking forward to or what is he most looking forward to Saturday? And one of the things, he, he started just kind of naming off all the the freshmen who have a chance to get some playing time. He's, he's like... um, I'm looking forward to seeing if those those freshman backs, Hicks and uh, Smothers, you know, what they're all about and stuff like that. So it sounded to me like he it was expecting them to maybe get a carry or two even, you know, late in the game. So by process of elimination, and I think maybe he's even said at some point that Sawchuck's been nursing a little something. I'm wondering if if Barnes and Sawchuck have been sidelined a little bit at some point this fall that has just slowed – where they are right now, and and does that make everybody feel better if that was the case? Or did, I don't know. I, just, I I don't know if it's not a big deal and there's one or two people griping about it or if there's a landslide of people going, how can possibly Tawi Walker be getting any carries for this football team when we've recruited as well at that position as we have? So it is – it is kind of the only interesting thing that came out of the depth chart. Yeah, like, no, it is. I think that's exactly why that's the one thing that thought,
1: people so. are, uh, you know, if griping is the right word that they're griping about. We have a text here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It says, "If if I'm Barnes and Sawchuck and I'm the I'm not in the top two, that's motivation for me to work harder and get better. This is how you get competitive depth, people."
2: I don't disagree, but I also I don't disagree with the sentiment. I do disagree that, well, I should say it like this. I don't think Brent motivates with the depth chart. I don't think Brent says, you know what? This guy is probably better than that guy, but let's send a message and put him behind him. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. I think he legitimately says right now, and and this is probably honestly more DeMarco than Brent, says right now this guy's our best, this guy's our second best, this guy's our third best, you know, so forth and so on. And listen, we've been saying for weeks throughout the fall, every time we come on here, TJ, that, or that at least we talk about it, hey, Marcus Major's doing things, hey, Tawie Walker, watch out. You know, every time Teddy goes to practice, he's like, the one guy I wouldn't want to try to tackle is Towie Walker. Right. So, I mean, obviously they're looking good. Now, you got to go do it in the game and, and all that kind of stuff. And I would not be shocked at all if by week two or three or very soon, Javante Barnes is your one.
1: I I think he probably will be. But apparently for whatever reason right now, he's not. And this text for Joe in Tulsa says, why risk getting – uh, saw Chuck and Barnes hurt even more let them heal and save them for later in the year and that may be part of what's yeah, going on Sure, here. yeah absolutely I, I don't know if they are hurt we're yeah. just throwing out speculation well even if they're just dinged up why not right. give these two guys opportunity and you know what you have in the other two maybe and you let them fully heal and you know let their body get right if they are you know something lingering on them we haven't heard of any major injuries coming out of the Mm-mm. fall knock on wood No. but there is no doubt some minor stuff you know there's no doubt somebody who's rolled an ankle or slight oh, well he mentioned hammer. uh hammer yeah he said there's been ha- several hamstrings we've dealt with so I-, I think that
2: there's a couple of guys that didn't show up on the depth chart that maybe raised your eyebrows and i think that's exactly why like I, uh brennan thompson wasn't on the depth chart for the wide receivers right well i mean I-, I don't know what's going on with him but maybe he's got a little something going on so we'll, we'll know more saturday very well, in all likelihood, they're going to run out there for warmups, and there's going to be two, three, four guys that aren't suited up, you know? And maybe right. one of them's a running back. I don't know. Anyway. Um, who is the leading career sack leader on this OU team, TJ? I didn't say that very well. Who has the most career sacks on our defense?
1: Hmm. Put the stats in right now. Put stats in right now?
2: I'm putting stats
1: in Uh, right now. I honestly don't know.
2: Rondell Bothroyd has 16 and a half career sacks. Seven more than anybody else on the team. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed him. Jonah Laulu is second with nine and a half. Uh, Nobody else has more
1: than... Four, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot Reggie.
2: Reggie Grimes, seven and a half.
1: See, I would have been way off because Reggie was the only name coming to mind, and I'm like, I don't think it would be him because I didn't think he had that and many. Career sacks so, yeah. a
2: nice number. Yeah, that's a nice number. Leading interceptor, who has the most picks? This one's pretty easy. Uh, Billy. Uh, are you talking about Billy Washington? Billy Washington. Bowman? Yeah. Woody Washington Woody five does. career picks. Billy three.
1: Okay. Reggie Pearson three. All right. I don't think I've a lot of stats history. to grow on there for guys.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, five career picks is a nice number. Woody's had a nice career,
1: but would like uh, five in a game? That would be better.
2: That would be good. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Let me see here. Uh, most career receiving touchdowns.
1: Um, Don't overthink it. Stogner. Yes. Yeah. Nine. Stoops, seven. I almost went Stoops, but then Neither I Neither one of those are big numbers. No. For
2: receivers. receivers. Um, you know, nine for a tight end is nice, but, um Yeah. That's kind of the point going into the year. We got to, somebody's going to have to become a Marvin Mims. So that's a good example of it right there. All right, we'll take a break. 847. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show next. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium sized businesses. Call 405 943 9800 or visit rkblack.com.